0: people who aren't related, unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in
1: a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. Well, I, I think we're live, and we are trying something new this week. Uh, so bear with us; there might be some uh, some some growing pains, <laughs> but but there will be something new this week for you to to, to listen to. Yeah. Uh, we are actually going to try to do the recording of Facebook Live and the recording of the podcast all at the... same time brave new world (laughs) a whole new world a new fantastic point of view (laughs) something about a whole new podcast it's starting now I don't know I'm done (laughs) okay I was going with it there for a second all right you were you were by the way the Golden Voice of the South, the Human Jukebox, Dave Adams, all the way from the top of the state of Alabama, Madison, Alabama. I am back home in my comfy podcast oh. room. I am You're here, comfy and warm podcast room. Oh, there's no warmth about this. <laughs> this this podcast room is not warm because it is, as we speak right now, 28 Ooh, degrees man. in the great state of Alabama. Ooh. It just sounds, it cold. yeah, I can't, I can It's I colder can't. than cold. Well, you could. I could, that is true. But but I won't, could. how about that? But you don't. Yeah. Okay, that works. <laughs> all right, and as for you, you are the phenomenal brother, all the way from the middle of the state of Florida. Where it is also cold. Now you're, it's not really cold. Well, let's see. It's, it's.
2: Right now, the temperature in the great state of Florida, at least in the Orlando area, is 46 degrees.
1: Please, I would be in shorts still. (laughs) You wouldn't be in shorts. Here's a quick story, everybody, for background. It
2: was 50-ish when we were in the park on Monday, bouncing between Epcot Mm -hmm. and Disney's Hollywood Studios. And Dave turned to me and goes, okay, it's cold. Well, okay, it was cold in the shade. (laughs) Cold in the shade, okay. But somewhere in Florida, it was was cold.
1: When the sun came out, though, it was getting warm. I was a little warm in jeans. So I I will say this. It was not normal Florida Disney weather. Yes. Yeah. But, all right, Adam Russell, House of Mouse, St. Cloud, all that stuff. All that jazz. And all that jazz. So, anyways, this weekend we were at Central Florida Comic Con. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and uh actually oh come actually on. Had a pretty fun time man we had a good setup out there we had a table out in the hall where they had all kind of the community um folks and uh yeah although like i think i think he he was on a ben penrod who heads that up was on a different podcast and he called us the fan groups and community groups were out there
1: i kind of like yeah. that
2: though and and we were off the main floor but we got a lot of foot traffic from the gaming area and the um the uh uh, the all the panels were back in there and uh, we yep. had a contest if you've listened to the recap show that we posted we did a little quick recap we did a gumball machine where uh, For free people could try to get a gumball and we probably handed out a couple hundred gumballs and if they got a, would say a lot yeah, more than that. If they got a green one. They won a Funko Pop and then we had a giveaway for a John David Jason David Frank sorry Dave uh, action figure who, who was Lord Dracon in one of the comic book series he was original Green and White Ranger, but then he also did something for the comic book series, and so we gave that away.
1: And Jason David Frank did do the voice for Dracon in in some oh, of the cartoon okay. series, yeah. yeah, too. So. so he does have some Jason David Frank background. Yeah.
2: The JDF background is official <laughs> what officially what they call it. Is that official what they call it? And so uh, listen to that episode. There's a couple of cool stories from people who stopped by the booth and won prizes, their actual interaction with some of the celebrity guests that were there um, getting stuff signed and all that. There's a couple of really good stories there. Um, but, Dave, what was your – I think we briefly talked <clears throat> it in the show. What was your biggest takeaway?
1: Biggest takeaway was the, quote-unquote, geek population is not what I thought it yeah. was originally. Uh, the geek, There were people there who were – normal people. Yeah. I mean that that's going to sound weird coming from me because I mean we are we're part of the geek population. I'm not going to lie. But just normal everyday people I was sitting there talking with that I wouldn't have talked with if I wasn't at that Comic-Con. Yeah, absolutely. You know. And and it was just cool to be able to interact with people that I think I said this on the sh- on the, the recap too that I normally wouldn't have touched. It that sounds so bad, but I normally wouldn't have had any interaction with, if the Comic Con wasn't a yeah, thing. Absolutely. So it was just really cool to see that. What about you, man? What was your your big takeaway? I, I think it was
2: how much I enjoyed seeing the the amount of attention people gave to the cosplay. I mean, he, even, oh, that was even awesome. in a con that's not you know really big and known really wide. I think this was the second year they've done this the growth they've seen over year one and year two and then what people were putting into it, well, it was pretty cool. Um, there were a lot of costumes that were worth it. My favorite one, and you'll see the picture out on our page was actually the Rocketeer. Um, of course oh, I mean, that's my sentimental favorite, but that same guy had day one, had a samurai Batman and then day two had the Rocketeer and he had yeah. done both completely by hand. And it's just the, the, care that some people take to put into that they get expression from it and it's really just cool to see that um made me really want to make a rocketeer costume myself um but I mean, why don't uh, you i gotta learn how to sew first Sew? <laughs> sew, so? so, exactly so we'll see how we do with that um yeah but yeah
1: it was it i'm was, sure blair will allow you to spend all that money of on course. that
2: why not right but it was it why it was not? our first con it was aiden and emma's first one it was Blair's first one, and my parents came by, and it was their first one. So,
1: it wasn't my first con to go to. Yeah, it was the first con to, from the past. Yeah, I've actually been to a con where uh, Stephen Amell was one of the headliners. Oh, that's cool.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So it, it's it's pretty cool. I went to that one in Nashville, uh, but it, this was a different type of con. Yeah. If, if you know what I, I, know I mean. What you mean. Yeah. Anybody? Anybody? DC talk.
2: Uh, is that a deep cut or is that top line?
1: What I mean? that was deep okay, cut. You're That's deep a deep cut. DC talk. Got it. Oh, I always deep cut DC talk. You know that.
2: <laughs> you deep cut everybody
1: when it comes to music. Technically, technically. I mean, speaking. technically. So yeah. All right. So look, here's a story that didn't make it on the the best of and weekend. And I haven't
2: even really heard all the story yet. So this is exciting for me too. I want to hear
1: this. Yeah. Uh, so, so, I'd said my goodbyes to the Russell family. I, I get to the airport about 3.50, three three forty probably. Yep. And, you know, pack my bags and, and get to the airport, everything, get through, check in, fine. I'm at the the gate, sitting there, ready to go. about, I don't know, five o'clock. They say, all right, let's start boarding. Yep. so i'm I'm in the first boarding group. 'Cause I have the very first front row. And so I start getting in there, getting getting ready to go, sitting down on my plane. I, I, I start getting ready. Put my my Bluetooth in, and all of a sudden they say, All right, we gotta unload. Uh oh. Lately. What? <laughs> so I'm not gonna tell you the name of the the airplane I flew on, just because I don't want to Talk bad about the company. Cal hmm. oh, Gilbert says they just missed a great opening to sing "Sound of Music." Uh-oh. So, you need know, a pulling thread, <laughs> <laughs> but you gave it right back to him, Kyle. So thank you. We missed an no opportunity KG. here. Yep. <laughs> uh, so the the airline I flew on yep. is not one of the main three. It's one that you have to pay a lot to. You don't have to pay a lot, but it's the the flights are cheaper. To, pay for the seats you you get, you pay for your baggage, you pay for your carry-on. Mm. And uh, it flies straight from Huntsville to Orlando. That'll narrow, it, that'll narrow it down just a little bit. That'll narrow it down just a tad bit. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they say, all right, we got to clear the plane. Get, so Everybody Kevin Robertson get says Southwest, I bet. Nope, not Southwest. I actually, I, I actually like flying Southwest. Yeah. But so, anyway, please continue. Anyway, so clear the jet, the gangway. Everybody gets off the plane. They say, all right, there's an issue. There's a mechanical issue. Okay. We're delayed. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching YouTube, whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, we get a – it's probably about 30 minutes. And I get a, um, we're switching airplanes. You're now at gate 10 from gate 12. So luckily, there was another airplane for this company just sitting at MCO. Okay. So this would be your third airplane. Second airplane for the, the, the day. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got on an airplane, sat down, got off. Yep. New airplane. Okay. And uh, so I sit there and wait. We wait for about 20 minutes for the, the pilot and the crew to do all their checks on this new airplane. Yeah. And of course, they have to take all of our luggage off of the old one and put it onto the new one. Oof. Um, and then I am I think I'm the first one to get on this airplane because I was sitting there right by the check. <laughs> just I'm ready to go. Tapping but, your foot. <laughs> oh, I well, dude, you know how I get, the nervous energy. Oh, yeah. It's it even escalated when there's a chance I don't get to go home and see my family. Oh, yeah. Um, so we we get there. We get ready. And and I'm, I'm sitting there, first one on the airplane. I, I asked the flight attendant, as soon as I get on the airplane, what happened? And she looked around. She She kind of leaned into me and said, when we landed – on the original flight from Detroit, a bolt, a quarter-inch bolt, came off of the landing gear and punctured a hole in the plane. Say what? Said, normally, normally, it would not be that big of a deal, but it was a quarter of an inch within the no-fly zone.
2: <laughs> normally, it wouldn't be that big of a deal for a bolt to fly off the landing gear.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So So I will say this. I'm glad that this company had the wherewithal to to say, "You know what? This could potentially be a big deal." Yeah. But it potentially is not that big of a deal, but let's stay on the side of safe. Yes. And and find a new way to go about things. So,
2: was that you you were on one airplane? That was the one mm-hmm. with the mechanical issue with the bolt? The second airplane they brought to the gate that you never got on.
1: No, that was the one that I got on. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. So I'm sitting there thinking the whole time. I'm sitting there thinking the whole time. There is only one. That's the only flight straight from Orlando to Huntsville. Yeah. The next flight would not be until going back to Orlando, going back to Huntsville the next day. At 5 o'clock. So you were ready to call Russell's Magical Express? I was ready to do one of two things. (laughs) Yeah. Call Russell's Magical Express or call Avis and rent a car and drive through the night. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, I I love Orlando. Orlando. I love the town. I love going down there. I love hanging out with your family. And, and Emma is just enough like Ellie that it, it <laughs> kind of makes us a little band-aid on it, yeah. especially this trip, because Emma basically stepped up her game Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and was very Ellie-esque on this trip. That's true. Uh, but the I woke up Monday morning, and I was in that haze of I don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. And I almost got a little sad that I wasn't at home with my girls. Yeah. So I was ready to be home. I yeah. love going to see Disney. I love going to see. I loved what we did for the Comic Con. Yep. But I'm I'm glad to be home in the Great White North. But you you had had your Orlando experience. <laughs> so I had my ready. Orlando experience, <laughs> and I was ready to 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 ski daddle and get home. And uh, yeah, let's tell this story. So Friday, on my way out. To the airport at Huntsville. Yeah, Amanda and the girls. We go to dinner. Uh, great wing place here in town called Crickets. Uh, wings and and sweet tea. It's like ten bucks for ten wings and sweet tea. Crickets and is in perhaps, the sport. No, as in the the little animal, Jiminy. Hmm, okay, As in Jiminy. Um, but so that's about a mile from the airport, if that. Okay. And, and and you know we get there, and of course Ellie is is very much. I love my daddy. I love. I, I want my mommy. You know that type of yeah. person. Yeah. We get to the airport, and I I say, all right. I love you. I'll see you. You know three sleeps, and I'll be home. And of course Ellie starts bawling. I want my daddy. I want daddy. I said, honey, it's okay. I'll hug you. You can come help me get my bags. And then I'll have to put you back in your, your booster seat and you've got to go home with mommy. Yeah. No, we're not a family when you're not here. And it was the I, I called you and I said, dude, I might not be, I might cancel this trip. Yeah. Because it was rough leaving Ellie like that. Yeah. No lie. I had eight phone calls. They dropped me off. My flight left at seven. Seven fifteen. They dropped me off about six. I had eight phone calls and three Facetimes. Wow! In that hour, by the time I got on the airplane, yeah. So the weekend almost didn't start. But aren't you glad it did? We got to hand out gumballs. We handed out gumballs. (laughs) We have a cool story about uh, Taffeta. Taffeta. (laughs) Yep. Hey Sarah, what's going on? Uh, A cool story about Taffeta, and uh, a cool story about the winner of the jdf uh lord dracon yep uh figure so it's 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 really cool this this was a very profitable weekend for the podcast yeah it was and all those stories are encapsulated in the 2020
2: cfcc recap episode that we posted um on sunday night so go out there and give that one a listen it's pretty short episode i think it's like a half hour 35 minutes but that gives you those those pretty fun stories that we got from the weekend and And we know what it took for Dave
1: to leave and get back. So it was an investment for you. It was an investment. It was fun. I enjoyed doing it. Um, We had a great time at Disney. Yeah. Uh, Got to see your kids try to eat all their food. Um, (laughs) That was was an uh, interesting story there at Epcot. Daddy,
2: I want pizza. Okay, cool. We'll get you pizza, Sunshine Seasons. All right. Now eat. Oh, I want to do everything but eat.
1: Yeah. It's a good time yeah, with the exactly. kids in the parks, man. Always, oh, always a good time. And I will say, your kids finally started calling me Uncle Dave this trip. They did, yeah, unprompted. So that was. Uh, cool. It was it really unprompted? Unprompted, man. Yeah, that was just natural. Okay. So okay. See, I figured you would say, all right, call call him this, and he'll definitely come help you out. Oh, no.
2: No, that was unprompted. And then the funny thing is, you know, they sent you a text last night from my phone saying, I miss you, me too. And both Aiden and Emma sent you a text. And Emma actually had the idea to come up with a game where we wrote things on a piece of paper. And you had to right. put a blindfold on and reach in and grab one of those things out of the bowl. And whatever it said, you had to do. And it was like, you know, um, eat a lemon, eat a lime. And one of them Blair had Was this with, up with the M his, uh, No, there were no M Barrys involved with this one. This was just straight lemon and lime. Okay. And then one of the things Blair had written down was um, send Mr. Dave a text. And um, that's what Emma was like, say I miss you. And Aiden said, yeah, say me too. And so Aww. that was what they wanted to say.
1: Well, so I got the text, and my first response was not, oh, hey, Adam misses me. My first response yep. is, was that Emma or Aiden? Yeah, it was both. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and Blair said Blair just commented and said
2: Emma was the one that started calling you that, and it was she came around the corner, Uncle Dave, just totally yeah. unprompted. So
0: yeah. yeah,
1: that was awesome. It was a good weekend. Uh, by the way, my friend Sarah from college, she marched in the band with me. Okay. She said, uh, "I'm getting the kids in bed and listening for the first time. We love first-time listeners. This Always. is awesome. That's yeah. awesome." They, and Kevin
2: and play. It. Kevin, I'm, did sure, the- I'm sure they'll find what we're what we're talking about so exhilarating that
1: it'll help them go to sleep. <laughs>
2: We're so not let them listen
1: put, while you're putting them to bed. We don't put people to sleep. What are you talking well, she about? She she was
2: listening while she puts her kids to bed.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, K-Rob just did the drunk uncle meme. What, are you calling me the drunk uncle? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what else we got, man? Um, I, I'm asking one time. Uh, Sarah oh. says, my kids asked me to get fired from my job to keep me from going to work. Wow. Honestly, Sarah, that's something that... So Ellie... Uh, the other morning was laying in bed. You know, what we do in the mornings is we we lay in bed. We wake up and go wake the girls up, and then they come and lay in our bed for a little bit. And Ellie one morning was holding me down long enough that would, she would not let me get up to get in the shower. Yeah. And she said, Daddy, I don't want you to go to bed or go to work. I said, Honey, I've got to go to work. Yeah. Because if I don't go to work, we can't go to Disney. Yeah. And she says... So, I I I don't want to go to Disney if you have to go to work. uh Oh. And you know, for Ellie to say that, that's that's a big that's, deal. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think we we skipped a little bit into the video. I hope that it's recording right. It now. is.
2: It's just it's just dropping the stream every now and then.
1: Okay. Okay. So I we
2: apologize. It's
1: too late we late to turn t- back now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late to turn back now. It's too late. Anyway, all right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, all right. So, anything else from the weekend that we could talk about? Anything else you want to? I think that pretty much covers it, man. Yeah. Do, do we want to talk about? Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of any Eminem Aiden stories from the weekend. We could talk about Michael Myers.
2: Yeah, that was a funny thing. So, Blair loves the Halloween movies. If you listen to any of our Halloween Horror Night stuff, Last year, I think we talked that, and yeah, we- uh, and how Halloween was one of her favorite houses because of that. And um, there was a guy dressed like Michael Myers there, and I've got a picture that I posted out on the page too of he uh, he took one with us where he act like he's stabbing Blair, and I'm like, oh look at this, you know. But Aiden would not come close to him. Aiden would not take a picture with him. Aiden wanted nothing to do with it, and so he was actually following Aiden around the little convention hall like breathing in the mask like he does in the movies and stuff so it was, it was pretty cool is it was a little bit weird watching somebody who i don't know chase my son a little bit but at the same time <laughs> I, I know it's all in good fun and uh but i kept an eye on him i was keeping a
1: close eye so well okay and then there was that one time that Emma and guy actually got lost yeah at the con <laughs> yeah 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 so well, they, they, were,
2: they, well, they were lost because they I had given uh, Aiden a card and said, Go out in the lobby and hand out cards to the people. And they both took me on it and they were out there
1: handing out, just walking up to people, handing out cards. Our were they cards. really? They were. That's where they were. Yeah. Oh, that's impressive. Yep. So, All right. hey, I actually learned something at this con this weekend, too.
2: Oh, I did, too. L- that we were going to talk about this. What did you learn this weekend? Because I learned something, too.
1: I learned that I know. Close to nothing of modern-day cons and, and what people want to dress up as. Yeah. What was it? My Scary High or My Monster High? or My high Hero School? Academia.
2: All right, that one. That one. That's I don't know that
1: one.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: That I was, that was, that was one? a learning. I, what I've learned, my biggest learning from there, was that those comic books that they sell where the cover is blank,
1: oh, either yep. black
2: or white, you actually take those to artists at Comic-Cons and you commission them to paint that character or draw that character on those comic books. I had no idea that's what they were for. I thought it was just a variant to be funny. Um, evidently, there's a purpose for those. And I, my goal yep. for the next con I go to is to get one done. Preferably probably a Doctor Who one, because I actually have a blank one like that in there. I thought it was just a cool little thing. Oh, look, it's a a blank thing,
1: but... Yeah. Uh, my coworker just said, "You don't know about my Hero Academia." Look, Alex. Okay, so <laughs> if Alex is gonna gonna pop culture shame me, Alex is the one that doesn't didn't know anything about Star Wars until I made her watch Star Wars. Okay. So yeah, if she's gonna try to pop culture shame me, I'm pop culture shaming right back. There you go. And I think that's an so easier there we shame. Come. Yeah, I think that's an easier uh, shame. Yeah, my friend Sarah asks, uh, "What do you think about Jalen Hurts' helmet decision?" We got, we all right, we got, we got a question about it. Did you hear about this, Adam? I did hear about this. So let's, let's for one second.
2: Anybody who's new, who heard about us at the show, or first time listening, we're going to put our sports hat on for a minute between this and one more topic. We will take yeah. it off in a few minutes, I promise. But we're going to put the sports hat
1: on for a second. So, what, what, what do you think about Jalen's helmet? So. The only reason – so first off, this is what they did. Uh, Jalen Hurts is wearing a, um, a helmet at the Senior Bowl. That one side is Oklahoma yep, and one side is Alabama. I'm trying to think of the most politically correct way to- – Uh-oh. But the only reason they are allowing this to happen – is that the Senior Bowl is in Alabama?
2: Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah.
1: If the Senior Bowl was anywhere else, they would make him choose. Hmm. Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's. Cool. I, I I think it's great. But and, and
2: on it. Let's be honest, though, with the transfer portal now squarely in place in modern college football. You're going to continue to have players like Jalen Hurts that had a significant contribution at more than one school. They're just gonna have to get used to allowing this to happen now. Right. I agree. They're setting it I mean, I I think it's great. I think Jalen deserves the chance to be the first one to do that because he did do good things at two schools. But they're gonna have to get ready for
1: doing this to at least one or two major players every year. Yeah. It's just the state of the game. Yep. All right. I have to this is another question. We have to take the 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 sports hat off for two seconds. okay. Okay, go. And K-Rob asked, and first off, Alex wants to retort. And she said, uh, dude, you pop culture shame me all the time. I get one in every now and again. Okay, I'll allow you to have one every now and then. (laughs) Um, But then K-Rob says, I also have a question. Who gave Dave the name the Golden Voice of the South? Who voted on that? And can someone else get that crown?" So that was a self-given title. Was it, it was not. It was not. It was given to me by you and Ben on Sideline Warning.
2: Actually, that's true. Yeah, we did say that one time.
1: So it's it's you and both it gave me... Yep. Y'all gave me the nickname.
2: So to answer
1: K-Rop's question, then
2: it was a committee of two. Um, and it was unanimous. So therefore...
0: And unlimited... If anybody
2: Power! <laughs> Itty bitty Living space. I would say that if you want to challenge him for the crown, propose a challenge, throw down the gauntlet, and let's see let's see what this can do. Maybe there's like a verbal gymnastics or an audio Olympics that we can.
1: K. Rob, I sat next to you and sang in choir. Oh, really? I, Maybe I, it's I, a sing-off. I know. <laughs> That uh, that you have a good voice, yeah, but you don't have a golden voice. You might have a silver voice. He says a bass singer would never be voted the golden voice, but the tenor section leader would probably win that. <laughs> yeah, nice, Carrie yeah. said. I literally logged in and you were singing. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. But of course. But of course. It is my style, sir. All right. We're going back to sports, Adam. You have something to put up on the, uh, oh, the let's, window let's here on the fancy. Facebook. It will blog. work. It will work. Alright, it's up. Alright, it's so up. What's the question? So what's the question, right. Dave? So the question is you have to build a five-man rotation from the nine pitchers you see there. And and do you need to know who those pitchers are again, Adam? I, look, or I I had all, all of, them, had except all of them, them
2: except for the bottom two, the bottom two, on, two the side. on the right-hand side.
1: You didn't have Clemens? No, the bottom
2: two, no, on the, the bottom right two hand on the side, right-hand side, David. David. Glavin? The bottom two. The bottom two on the right-hand side. On the bottom two. And I still don't know the guy the Florida Marlins guy is.
1: Kevin Brown, at one point in time, he was the uh the highest-paid pitcher in the game.
2: Okay. I was. I must not. not been was, I must close to paying close to in the mid to late
1: nineties. So there you go. Okay. So there you go. All right. So you have to pick a a five man rotation. Yes. yes. From all nine of those pitchers. Yes. yes. And I think I know who your who three of your pitchers are going to be. I bet you would be I wrong. I bet you would be wrong. Really? Okay. Well, who are your five? And then tell me why. And then also. Give me the rotation. Don't just say one oh, and five. I that oh, that didn't. Heard that um, um, okay. Um, okay. All right. I, gonna it. it's, gonna it's gonna All right. I'm going to. do I'm going to. It's, it's, it's going to be random. random. It's not going to be Eli. I'll give you a rotation. Okay. Uh, give me your your give me your opening day starter. Opening day. <laughs> opening day is going, to be, Randy is going to be Randy Johnson. Okay. I see your Randy Johnson, and I'll give you my opening day starter. Will be hey. They're saying that you, they can hear you double time. Uh, I see your Randy Johnson, and I say my opening day starter will be the one, the only Mad Dog Greg Maddox, mm. because Maddox can hit the hit the the anywhere that he wants to pitch. He may not have a fastball. He may use his uh, his his infielders more than any other pitcher, but he will give you a solid seven to eight innings. Okay. So who's
2: your number two starter? My number two is going to be um, Pedro.
1: Really? Yes. You haven't. Really? Really. Any reason why? So we're
2: assuming this is a five-game series that we're trying to, or a best of best of seven, we're trying to win, right? Right. I'm saving my last two, or saving the ones that I really, really like for later in the rotation. So I want Pedro, but I'm not gonna put him later in the rotation because
1: I want to put this away. But please, okay. What's okay. your number two? My number two is gonna be Roger Clemens. Mid nineties Roger Clemens yep. was a strikeout king. Yep. He might have been on the juice, but at the point in time in the game, we didn't care. Yeah. So I'm going Roger Clemens as my number two. Okay. So I got Maddox and Clemens okay. as my as my one and two. So I'm going and I honestly could could put
2: Pedro or this guy. Um, as my two or three, but I'm going to put Glavin in as my three. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason I put Glavin on the list at all, compared to some of the other guys, was his hitting. No! Yes. Smoltzy was a better hitter. Yeah, but Smoltzy wasn't a better pitcher overall until he was later in the 90s, or past the 90s and into the 2000s, in my opinion.
1: Well, your opinion is wrong. I think
2: his role later with the Braves after surgery, he had a better role than he did as a starter. Please.
1: Okay. All right, so my number three (laughs) would be the aforementioned John Smoltz. Okay. Smoltzy is the only pitcher to have 300 wins and 150 saves. Okay. In the mid-'90s, Smoltzy was trusted to win the '91 NLCS, the '92 NLCS, and he won the '95 NLCS. Okay. So I like Smoltzy over Glavin. Okay. So I'm going John Smoltz as my number three pitcher. Okay. Who is your number four? My number four is going to be Maddox. Okay. It, what's the reasoning there? Uh, the
2: reasoning there is if I have to pick at this point in the rotation, if we're if we're up 3-0 in the series. I know Maddox can close it out, and if he doesn't, then my fifth pick, the Rocket, is going to be right
1: behind him, and he'll close it out. Well, you you can't. Okay, so you left you left my favorite ba- uh, Braves player of all time off the list. I did. Okay. <laughs> all right. I did. Yeah, Kevin says Nolan Ryan. Uh, so I'm going to say this, Kevin. This Nolan Ryan was eight, 70s and 80s for the most part, uh, and he wasn't on this list.
2: Well, that's so, the, the bigger thing was he wasn't on this list. It's it's basically right. off the picture that's in front of us. So,
1: right. Don't disagree. He should so, be in consideration though. Right. So my my number f- four starter would be Pedro. I'm going Pedro here. He was. The only thing that, that makes me apprehensive about picking Pedro is when it comes to postseason, he wasn't the best postseason pitcher. Mm. You know, the best thing, what we know about Pedro is his, he's known for, well, what am I going to say? I guess the Yankees are my daddy. You know, he, he never truly pitched well in the postseason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I'm going Pedro for. And then I'm going to round it out. This was a tough one. I love Tommy Glavin. And he is a great left-handed pitcher. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to go with great left-handed pitchers that you want in the number five slot or to close out a series, I'm going to leave Tommy Glavin off my list. And I've got to go... With the dove killer, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Just because Randy Johnson, amazing fastball and a slider that will blow you away. Absolutely. So I'm going to go Randy Johnson in my number five. Okay. So for those at home keeping score, if if my team was going to play Adam's team in a best-of-seven (laughs) series— Greg Maddox would be pitching against Randy Johnson. Roger Clemens would be pitching against Pedro. Smoltz would be pitching against Glavin. Pedro would be pitching against Maddox. And here's the matchup I would pay to see million, thousands of dollars. I would pay to see this one. Yeah. Randy Johnson would be pitching against Roger Clemens. Oh, yeah. Holy crap
2: looking at that there may be a chance that you're 2-2 and you require the fifth matchup to happen and so not only then are you yeah. watching that matchup you're watching that matchup to close it out you
1: know, right that would be awesome yeah that would be awesome yep all right for those of us who are new listening to us that was our sports talk we don't we don't get into sports talk much but we will every now and then get into a little sports talk oh sure. uh, there you go yeah all done. Yeah, I'm now, excited
2: about this one.
1: Well, I've got one other thing that, that <sighs> one new segment oh, that we haven't talked about. All right, this is the fly. We talked about having the new segment. You could take the baseball. I did. Picture. I did. Okay, here's if the new the segment. Production we to me, please. host. Well, just talk. I am. I am host. Just talk. I'm the producer. Okay. Okay, you can produce. Will. Okay. Sure. <laughs> we we talked we talked about having a new segment. Yeah. And the new segment needs to be called. Adam asks a question. Ah, so um, we debated between,
2: if you haven't watched Fork, he asks a question. It's one of my favorites. But it's either awesome. Adam asks a question <clears throat> or the king of the questions is my dad, who brought us the mayonnaise question and several other good random quick questions throughout the show. So he actually sent one in the comments today. And it's what is one of the highest price Funko Pops?
1: Gary Loney, ask? are you still here?
2: Yeah, if Carrie's. There, Carrie I would guess the first one ever made would probably be the highest priced. I can I don't know what it is, now, but that would be my guess. Now you know I can cheat, right? Oh yeah, you you can look up the values online. But before you look, what is your guess? I would guess number one. What would you guess?
1: Oh, Carrie just joined. Carrie, what is the highest priced Funko Pop? My guess, and and I haven't looked yet. But there is a clockwork orange variant. <laughs> and I think, if I remember looking at it correctly, I think that the Clockwork Orange Funko was the highest priced mm. Funko Pop. A variant though. So like a conic Carrie, am or I, something. Am I am I right in that? Uh Carrie's our, our resident Funko Pop uh, expert. Um you're taking this I, you're taking this
2: more seriously than you took the baseball discussion. This is interesting to watch. Well, because I want
1: to be correct. <laughs> I know that a gold not gold plated, but gold King Griffey Jr. one is up there. Wow. I <laughs> Carrie says it's not the first ever made, so Adam isn't right. Oh doggone it. I like hearing that, Carrie. <laughs> um K Rob says, I know these three girls are expensive. I don't know what the. What? Yeah, I'm clicking on something. Hold up. It's a. Oh, J pop gif. Okay. Oh, what? J pop. Japanese yeah. pop. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to know, and I'm that kind of guy. It is a Clockwork Orange Glow. So it's from 2012. It is a limited chase glow edition of what Clockwork Orange. What makes that the Orange. most expensive? It's that one.
2: I don't know. I mean, why would any why would anybody even want that? No offense to Clockwork Orange, but...
1: Yeah. Carrie says it's a Star Wars pop.
2: Oh. It's not, not according to the that Funko app, a little Carrie. makes sense, but...
1: There's a gold Dumbo that's worth $4,000. Wow. There is a Purple Haze Metallic Chase uh, Jimi Hendrix guitar. Uh, oh, that's cool. Funko Pop that is worth $2,700. Oh, so my god So it's
2: going to have to be a variant con-exclusive, something like that is the only way it's going to get up that big.
1: Okay, Carrie, I think this is the one you're talking about. This one is worth twenty six hundred dollar and thirty dollars uh this is a holographic glow-in-the-dark darth maul oh wow i want it (laughs) go go for it man we're all rooting for you dave you're look you've already got me in trouble with amanda (laughs) with your comments on uh what comments uh, um, oh, you can buy it. it just, it'll all fit in your bag. Only one more will fit in your bag.
2: One more would have fit in your bag. That is a accurate statement. One more Funko Pop would have fit in your bag.
1: Yes, it would. I didn't
2: say buy it. I didn't say you should. I didn't say don't ask the misses. I simply stated that one more would have fit in the bag.
1: Yes, well, but... If facts okay. aren't welcome at your house, I can't help you. I mean, facts are welcome at my house, but they're not... Um, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave's in trouble. I mean, it's not a a good investment of my money right now. I don't know. You never
2: know. Depends is it one of these is it going to be worth no. something one day? It's like Beanie Babies.
1: Yeah, Beanie Babies are always <laughs> worth something.
2: <laughs> so anyway, what's
1: the last topic for the day? I am so excited. Well, Please let's let's do it. But we have to do the the new segments oh, the new segments thing in the right voice. Virgil <laughs> ask would you ask a question.
2: Oh no, no, no. Come on. Come on. I don't, would you <laughs> I
1: don't know. Virgil ask a question. I don't know. I love it. Okay. So there you go. The last and probably longest segment of the day. All right. Well, that's a great way to introduce
2: the last and probably longest.
1: Yeah, segment all right, Kerry uh, <laughs> says the Shadow Trooper Pop, which can actually be bought, would be the most expensive out there currently. Mm. It's a 2011 San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. All right, Carrie, you got to tell us how much it is now. Yeah. While we go through all the, the news segment. Uh, by the way, how long have we been going, Adam? The, the, the uh, new 42 thing- minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't like this because I usually have the timer and I usually have <laughs> control of when to stop it and when to start it and all that stuff. I don't have the timer now. You have a no control. I feel helpless. Oh. You know what? What? I'm
0: helpless.
2: Good job. (laughs) Weaving in that Hamilton reference, man. Once you see it in the theater, you will find that all of your thoughts are replaced with Hamilton lyrics. Anyway, see Blair for notes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Carrie said, the Clockwork Orange, Alex, isn't a variant. The reason it's so valuable is because it was recalled so quickly Because it has lead in the paint. Oh, wow. Interesting. Holy moly. What? The Shadow Trooper pushes north of $20,000. Wow. There is no. I don't know if I want anything that bad. I mean, I want a truck that bad, but. I want a truck that bad. (laughs) I like driving in my truck.
2: (laughs) Driving his truck.
1: Uh, Auburn sucks. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, let's
1: do it this segment so there's a lot of movies out and and january is usually the time that the movie season starts over because that's when all the you know the oscars are coming out and the yep. golden globes and all the what have yous and whatnots. um so i've decided today that we should talk about Let's do our five movies that are normally considered flops and everyone thinks that they're horrible. But or, you hang on, let love, me, let me, let me about, caveat
2: that. Ones. Okay. Sorry, let me caveat that before you share the rest of it. It's movies that are considered flops that, or, because I had, I had a hard time finding one, honestly, um, or movies that people just don't talk about anymore but you, would, but you love or would watch over and over and over, and you think you're good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, cause yeah. I we, we did five a piece. You made your five really quick. I did three that I think fit in the flop category or that people just really don't like. Then I've got two, honestly, because I struggle to find flops, but um, I've got two that people don't talk about or I've heard people say, eh, about recently. So Okay. We'll, we'll use and then we're going
1: to do one each that was strongly considered a box office smash or that people love or that people love yes that we hate yes absolutely hate cannot stand yes 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 all right do you want to start with the bad ones first or the good one first
2: yeah i'm going to start with my two that didn't really fit all the criteria but that i like but i never hear anybody talk about or people have said meh about to
1: me lately okay so i'm going to and, Let's go ahead and do this category. This caveat: saying we're going to give you the cinema. What was it? Cinemagic.
2: The Rotten Tomato uh, critic score, the Rotten Tomato audience score, and the Cinema score.
1: Right, and then we're going to try to do who has the worst. So, Mister Math, I'm going to need you to keep up with this. Let me pull up a moment, please. Why don't you go ahead and get us started while I pull that up? Okay. So, you want me to start with just sure, my top that one? Would be fine. Tell you what, I'm going to start with one that a lot of people like, and I think you're going to say that you like this movie too. But it has a lot of continuity errors. In fact, it's one of the most, it's probably got the most continuity errors in any movie I've ever seen. Okay. It's one of the only NASCAR movies out there that is actually good. And rewatchable. I could probably quote this movie to you. I mean, you want ice cream? You can't have ice cream. <laughs> I, you want me to go out and hit the pace car? Yeah, go out and hit the pace car. So you'd be perfect. You hit everything else while you're out yeah. there. I, days of Thunder, man. Yeah. But I will tell you, it is riddled with errors.
2: So this is this so is your bad. one that
1: you don't like. No, this is the one that this I love. This is one love. that you love. Okay, so Days of Thunder. I love, but most people say it's bad because it is riddled with errors. Yes. I mean, so bad that the Dennis Hopper character, um, when he is he's talking to, to Tom Cruise's character, in one scene, he's wearing a Georgia Bulldogs hat, and the very next second... They go to cruise and then right back to him. He's wearing a Florida Gators hat.
2: <laughs> um, and, and if I, Mike got, Watts, guessed that and said "Days of Thunder,"
1: rubbing is racing. Yes, rubbing go. is racing.
2: Yeah. You're so right. So what are
1: the scores for that uh, then? Well, I'm, I'm still got one other the oh, okay. error. Sorry. This is the first one. The girlfriend of oh, what was his name? The guy that was his enemy but becomes his friend, crap, I, I forgot his name, but his girlfriend, as they're walking off into the sunset and halfway through the movie, he goes, hello, Carol. And she goes, hello, Tom. <laughs> and they didn't even cut it out. And that's in the movie. Nice. The reason I say that this is the lowest one on the list, because... While it has a 39% Rotten Tomato meter, it's 60% in the audience score. Okay. And for some reason, Cinemagic has it as an A. An A. Solid A. A solid A. But honestly, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I have watched this movie three or four times together. Just uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't know that I've actually seen it that many times. <gasps> it's like I've right, never so seen Elf movies. which still shows. Okay, everybody. there's three movies we have to watch together. Yeah, now. there you go. Do we have to tell people what it is? Elf. The Greatest Showman, oh. Elf, and Days of Thunder. Yeah,
2: Dave was uh You are yeah you are
1: pr- Depriving your children well, of the greatest showman. I'm not show.
2: depriving them. I'm just not watching it with you because we all know our audience could even chime in on this. We all know what would happen if I try to watch Greatest Showman with you in the room. This
1: is the greatest show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All
2: right, so I'm gonna start with one that is liked, obviously, because of cosplay at the conference, but it's not loved and appreciated like it should be. And that is the Rocketeer. Okay. Which I consider one of the yeah. best Disney live-action movies that they've ever made.
1: <laughs> okay. So
2: I have, I collect things about it. I watch things about it. I've watched on Disney Plus a couple of times since it's been out. I have the soundtrack on CD, which you cannot buy anymore. I love everything about it. And it's one of those things where I realize when I'm watching it which parts are cringeworthy. And I just don't care, it.
1: <laughs> but so it has a. Here's
2: oh. the thing: it has a 64% critic, which is fresh, a 65% audience, which they agree, which is crazy, and an actually an A minus cinema score. But yet really? it is not a Disney movie that has any lines of merchandise or anybody talks about, and it just kind of fades away into people's memories. And it should have a much
1: more prominent place. So that's my first one. Well, they they've made a cartoon about it now.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. That's a topic. They for, have. I know so they have.
2: It's a topic for another day, though.
1: What's your second one? Oh, no. So I have to say this. <laughs> Carrie says, You can't pass on the outside and turn four at Darlington. You just can't. <laughs> I take it that's a quote from the I movie? Mean, no, I mean, they. That's oh, that's a continuity thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's a continuity yeah. thing. It, it's pretty much impossible to pass on the outside of turn four. Yep. All right. So my number four is Batman Forever. I have always loved Batman Forever. Batman Forever, Forever,
2: the one with Tommy Lee Jones and Jim
1: Carrey? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I don't like was Val Kilmer as Batman. Val Kilmer as Bruce Wayne was amazing. Yeah, But you cannot tell me that Jim Carrey as
2: the Riddler is bad. No, it's not. It's really not. Hey, it's it funny, though, because I that actually was on the other day, and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, I love Batman Forever because I remember the soundtrack and u two song on the soundtrack, and it was, oh, it was great. awesome. And I'm like, man, i got to turn that it's on. It's from the Rose such was on a good this. Movie. Wow, this was a really bad movie.
1: Yeah. Just if watching I remember, it,
2: it's just like I can't even. I can't even make it through this.
1: Uh City of Gotham from R. Kelly was on that That's soundtrack true. too. Yeah.
2: So I think the soundtrack was awesome. But trying to watch it now, I can't make it through it. It's like it's like watching a really? Bruckheimer film. There's all these quick cuts and angled shots oh. and all this weird Hold kind up. of stuff. I, I don't. I, Tommy Lee Jones now is Two Face, knowing how much he's progressed and what his depth is now, based off of the characters he's played, like No Country for Old Men. I I can't I can't buy into it anymore. So yeah, that you like it, it it isn't it isn't liked broadly. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about. So what are the so s-
1: good? So I'll give you another. Uh, what was it? Cinemagic? Cinema score. Cinema score. Okay, so I'll give you another just a bonus movie. Okay. Because you said because you said Jerry Brockheimer. Well, give me the
2: scores for Batman Forever really
1: quick. Okay. The the scores scores for Batman Forever was a minus of cinema uh cinema score, a thirty nine percent for Rotten Tomato Mirror, and a thirty two percent for the audience. Wow. Here's my bonus that doesn't count. Yeah. You say Jerry Brockheimer. Bad boys two was on my original list. Okay, yeah. It's an A for Cinema Score, a 23% for Rotten Tomato wow. Meter and 18% or 78% for audience wow. score. So, That's all crazy.
2: right, what's your number? What's your number four? All right, my number four, again, one that gets good scores, but no one ever talks about. And the people that I've talked to did not like it. It's called Frequency. I don't know if you remember this one. Garth Brooks okay. Garth Brooks did his Hold up. Lighthouse song on the soundtrack for this one.
1: You come back yes. to me again. Miss Quaid and I Jim Caviezel, I think. right? Cry, I ball my eyes out yes. with that movie yeah. every time I watch yeah. it. Not ashamed to admit it. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in about 10, 15 years. Yeah. It needs to be a pop culture icon. It's One of
2: the ones again. This my criteria is not hated. My criteria for this one was, it should be talked about and shown on TV a lot more, and people should have it in their nomenclature, more, a lot more than they do. I agree. So, all right. What's the scores for that? That that's was probably seventy percent critic, eighty-one percent audience. A minus cinema score.
1: See, that doesn't. That's not a.
2: That's not a bad bad movie. But I, I know people that have said they did not like it though. And if you brought up that movie, get? no one would know about it today. That's what I'm saying. I about did, did I, hold up. Did I not know yeah, about we that went, movie? We went and probably saw it together in college because Garth was on the we soundtrack. Did. <laughs> we did. Mean? I mean, we went to see it at the at the theater. I still remember the theater at the McFarland Mall. That's yep. where we went to see that. And I just, I've talked to people and they have no idea, but I could pop that in and probably still quote it today because
1: I enjoyed yeah. it so much. So what was your, uh, the, the, what's number three for you? All right. Number three. And this one is bad but every time it's on TV I watch it (laughs) every time I had the soundtrack for this one in 1999 uh oh I love this uh the what the what the movie talks about WCW production ready to rumble (laughs) what (laughs) okay starring David Arquette wow I've don't think I've ever even heard of that. Just Google it. <laughs> uh, it had a B minus cinema score. Okay. A Rotten Tomato meter of 23%. Oh, yeah.
2: That's a good one.
1: A audience score of 52%. Okay. Ready to rumble. The number two? No. Oh, see, that would have totally made it, it if it was the number it, two. It starred David Arquette. It starred Diamond Dallas Page, Bill Goldberg, Kevin Nash, hmm. Ray Mysterio, Sting, Macho Man. I mean, come on.
2: Nice. Come how, on. how could only 23% of critics think that was a winner? I
1: that know, right?
2: Um, come mine that I would put in the number three slot is Pure Country with George Strait.
1: How is this not a, that's a pop culture icon. It is a 41%
2: icon. Rotten Tomato score on the What is side. it? 41%. When
1: you hear Still fiddling Still guitar. I'm with
2: you. I just
1: don't You're think listen to the sound of the American I just heart. don't think George
2: Strait was able to carry the role as people would have liked him to, you know. Yes ma'am, that Man, that, that all shucks kind of people don't people don't watch that he
1: kind of movie. He is.
2: I, that all shucks. I'm just telling you what people say. So, But here's the thing. You flip it around. This was one of the biggest differences I've got on my list. 41% Rotten Tomato score for the critics, 91% for the audience. It's the highest audience score yeah. on the list and an A-minus on cinema score. So the people who went to see it and the people who it spoke well to the audience, it resonated with them. Critics who look at movies for pure movies sake, they didn't like it. Unlike Ready to Rumble, where even their core audience still gave it 52%. <laughs> I mean
1: fifty-two percent is fifty-two percent, man. <laughs> nice. All right, number four. Number four. And this one or well, really number is two. Because de- you're working your way up to yeah. like the worst. Okay. This one is divisive. Really, this one should have been number three and rated rumble should have been number four. Okay. But Daredevil.
2: Daredevil, okay. i Ben athlete love... Daredevil.
1: Yes. Okay. Loved Daredevil. Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Michael Duncan Clark as a kingpin.
2: (laughs) I can never Uh, picture him uh, as anything else than the guy from the Green Mile. Sorry.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Jennifer Garner as Elektra. Colin Barrel as Bullseye. Mm. It just, it's a star studded cast. Star studded. Yeah. And it is one of the Marvel movies that doesn't get the credit it deserves. Okay. That was pre Disney Marvel, too, right? It was pre Disney yeah. Marvel. It was actually pre MCU. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are the scores for that one? B on, uh, on the cinema, 44% on Rotten Tomato, 35% wow. on Audience. Wow, dude. If you think that's bad, just wait till my number one. So more people liked Ready to Rumble than <laughs> they did. Yes. Do that's sad. That
2: is sad. All right, so my number four. I'm going to save. So, okay, this is the lowest scores, but it's not as deep of a cut movie-wise. So I'm going to put this one at number two. The 2017 version of The Mummy. I hate that. When you that. said movies that I like that everybody else hates, that's the first one that came to mind. It gets a 16% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. A 35% audience score, but it got a B- on the cinema score. Hmm. I think that they tried to bite off more than they can chew with the whole Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde thing thrown in there. They tried to build a connection to what they were going to release next and didn't focus enough on the Mummy side, but I thought that the way they portrayed the Mummy in this one was excellent. I liked it better than Emotep. In the first one,
1: I, oh like, no 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 I wasn't no, 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 as, no no! I
2: wasn't as stoked about Tom Cruise, but I thought the action sequences were good, and I liked this version of the Mummy better than Emotep. Really? really, I did. Yeah, they they could have done a Come lot on. with this if this hadn't have been the first one in Dark Universe, and this had been maybe the third one, and they had two good ones under their belt, and then they released this. It wouldn't have been hated as much, I don't think. How can you hate Emotep? I don't hate Emotep. I just like this one better. I love the Mummy. I thought Brendan Fraser was great. He's actually going to be here at MegaCon, and I'm excited
1: to see him. Um, but the one thing that can maybe be sad—I'm in the room where it happened. Yeah, exactly. Is not getting to meet Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. And Scott Hall is going to be in Huntsville at Huntsville's Comic Con. <laughs> nice. Scott Hall's a wrestler, you think so, you think so a
2: heck of a weekend.
1: It's good. good it's times my birthday round. Good
2: times all around. But that's mine. So, what, what's your what, okay. all right? What's your drum roll? Dim oh. the lights. Pull back the curtain. What day what? is number one? I, just FYI, everybody. We don't know each other's list. This is all a Let's surprise for us. Let's start with yours. Us. Let's start
1: with yours. Okay. Because
2: mine is that bad. That bad. All right. So, <laughs> wait a minute. Who said the 2000... Mo- Mike Watts said the 2017
1: Mummy stunk. It did not. Anyways. Well, I'll talk to you later. Kevin Mike. Robertson said his movie that he hates, or that he loves, that culture hates, yeah. Blue Chips. Penny Hardaway, Shaq in the 90s. Wow. I bet it was a flop, but he loved wow. it. Wow. I bet you liked the program too, right? That was around the same time. Right, hold up now. <laughs> Don't joke on the program. I've got three movies. Okay, hold up, hold up. High school, which is exactly like high school, was varsity blues. Yeah. What high school did you College. Go to? Well, which high school, like high school football. Oh, oh God. College, which is exactly like college football, the program. Mm-hmm. NFL, which is exactly like NFL, any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, yes, (laughs) Because people's eyes fly out all the time. Um, Well, I mean, it is, it was rough in the nineties, in the early two thousands. So, so I would. It's a great movie. Okay, all right.
2: So my number one, and if you actually know this movie, not you, but anybody else, I'll be impressed. (laughs) If anybody can comment and tell me the semi-popular country song that was remade as part of this movie soundtrack without googling, I'll be significantly impressed. Black Dog. With Randy Travis and Patrick Swayze and Meatloaf. Where they are all truck drivers. Oh I know and the movie. It, And he's got to like run this job or his family, you know, gets taken, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's um I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie when it came out. It gets a whopping Rotten Tomato Critic score of 10%. Oh, wow. Audience score of 60%. Cinema score of a C minus. So it is not liked by very many people that saw it at all, but I could watch that movie every time it's on.
1: What was the audience score again? 60%. Okay, I've got you beat. Everything else, you've got me beat. Okay. Here it is, the um, big moment.
2: Oh, you're, you're going to make us wait. Uh, what, Go ahead. Name the cu- <laughs> tell me the song,
1: because I want to know if I was right.
2: It's Driving My Life Away.
1: Yeah, okay. That's what I thought yeah. it was. I think
2: it was Red Akins redid it.
1: Yeah. Who I'm driving my life away.
2: Yep. Looking Good for song,
1: a man. sunny day for <laughs> me.
2: Everybody clap with day while he saying, all right, what is the Ooh, number one? Ooh, I'm driving my
1: life away. You're keeping me in suspense. <laughs> I'm, you okay? I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep you in suspense for a second. Okay. I'm, I'm going to play something. Uh-oh. This will tell you what movie it is.
2: Yeah, Mike got it, too. I'm driving my life away. He said, seen it so many times, great movie. So me and Mike Watts are two people in the world that like that movie. So there you go. Okay. What, 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 what are you doing? Are you Googling live?
1: No. Uh, you ready? No. Here's my song.
2: So, Jaden, huh? look, it's only a couple more records left on. on the album, man. Like, what you think I should put on now? Wow, wah, wah, what? Really? Oh, come on, man. People mm. people heard that. I mean, I, I got some hot yeah, records. I got The Rain, I got Uh. What should I do next? Wow, no. what? All right, look, you, you know what?
1: Look, I'm gonna just going I'm gonna pick my own. Getting with that hotness, Will. Uh. All right, man. Fine. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. Wicked wicked wow, wicked wicked. That's enough. Rough rider, no, you don't. Not a a six gun in this, brother. Running this. All right, all right.
2: It's like I told you. This letter is already being typed up as we speak.
1: Any uh, dance so, in this so, dress, be out of that dress once you meet Jim West. <laughs> so wild, wild West with. Rub next, go check the wrong fire. Watch your step. reflex to get a hold of your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. Will you Smith, don't want to see my hand when my hit. Salma react. Hayek. <laughs>
2: Kevin Klein. <laughs> Kevin Klein. That's right. Oh, and um, who was the guy that
1: played the spider guy? artemis uh it was he was a well-known stage no, shakespearean it was, it actor was the dude it was the dude who played gilderoy
2: lockhart in harry potter really yes i
1: never put two and two together then
2: yes it was gilderoy lockhart it was what's his name we are googling live people this is exciting Bro. kenneth Branagh.
1: yeah no, you don't want none of, none of this six gun this brother running this buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in this dress, be out of that dress when you meet Jim West. Okay, I'm done now. <laughs> Rough to go check the wrong size. Watch your step. Like, Just let me know I'll when you're done. I'm, I'm here when you're ready. Okay, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, for 1999, yeah, that was easily one of the best soundtracks out there. Yeah. I remember seeing, I remember like I say, a lot at the time too. Yeah. It might be one of the best Will Smith songs. Wild Wild West was one of the best Will Smith songs. Hmm.
2: Okay. I, I, I don't know that, that there's enough passion around that to argue with you about it, so I'll let that one slide. Okay. Um, Even though uh, Men in Black is the best, but. and uh, no. The best
1: Will Smith don't song. Don't say, don't say, getting jiggy with it. No, <laughs> I Miami. Miami, going to Miami. Welcome to my party in the city where the heat is on. All oh, lying on the beach to the break dawn. Hey, your your glass is red. Oh, I need to charge the. Your, your back. light just just lit up red. <laughs> that, that that's red for stop. Red means stop. So uh, what are the scores? What are the scores for Wild Wild? We got a little poor connection thing here, but I'm just going to keep talking. Right. Uh yeah, Will Smith Miami probably the best Will Smith there, but, but that's not what we're talking about. What are the scores? What are the, you want to know the scores? I want to okay. know the scores. It's all the, about the numbers for me, you know that. Okay. C+ Oof. Rotten tomato meter. Actually, I'm going to go to the audience score first. Okay, audience score is twenty eight percent.
2: Oh wow! Yeah,
1: you ready for this? Yeah. Rotten Tomato meter seventeen percent. Seventeen percent. So that beats the Mummy on the oh,
2: excuse me audience side, but more critics like that than like the Mummy mm-hmm. and Black Dog. Okay. Yeah. Interesting, so I would say Dave that you definitely so here are the final tabulations You definitely stuck with the criteria better than I do because my average critic score was 40.2% Okay, my average audience score was 66.4 Your average critic score was 32.4 and your average audience for, score was 41.4 So you beat me on both of those so you definitely stuck to the criteria of Rotten Tomato, but your cinema score I know that's bad. Than, that was bad. Your cinema score is higher, and it's all the A that Days of Thunder got. I know. That shocked so If Days me. of Thunder hadn't gotten an A, you would have picked worst movies in all three categories. Interesting how that compares
1: to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. All right. So I haven't done the cinema score. In fact, I'm looking that up now uh, for my movie. What is your movie. Uh, our favorites? Or our, oh, yeah.
2: All right. No, the, so, ones we, the ones we do not like that everybody else likes. Right. I didn't look up the scores for this one. But so I I,
1: I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. All right. So mine is universally loved. Okay. It even was loved by the mouse before it was owned by the mouse.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: So... I, what was your? Before I give you what mine was. Okay. Give me a hint of what yours was. Mine is
2: one that it actually gets a 75% tomato meter and oh, an 87% wow. audience score, and that's off of 1.16 million reviews.
1: Okay. So it's
2: definitely popular and it is a musical.
1: I've got an 82% tomato meter mm. and an 82% audience score out of 1.4 user nice. rate.
2: So we're both in the ballpark on this one,
1: and I do know for a fact that this is well loved by a certain podcaster that are in the that's in the same circles that we're in.
2: <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with this.
1: He loves uh, Bigfoot. Yep, Bart Scott. Um, and if you've ever listened to Sasquatch Lounge, or if you've ever listened to uh, to Free on Your Birthday, or any of the other uh, Logan Seculo, Grease, Will Haynes, Bart Scott uh, podcasts, you will know that Bart Scott loves the movie Avatar.
2: And loves may not cover
1: it. Right, I've seen the movie Avatar twice. And I've fallen asleep both times. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't like Pandora at Disneyland or Disney World, because Pandora is really cool. Flight of Passage is probably the second right now, the first best ride on the property. I haven't ridden Rise yet, so I can't. Oh, oh, let me say this now. I did not ride Rise of the Resistance on Monday. So, Amanda, I kept my promise.
2: That's sweet of you.
1: There you go. All right. So, Avatar gets an A on cinema score, an 82% on tomato meter, and an 82% audience okay. score. And it fits in the human bad, <laughs> nature good <laughs> guideline, which is animal I kingdom. I think that was the tagline
2: on the poster, actually.
1: I think it was too. <laughs> And you know how much I despise human yeah. bad. Nature good. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. So I, I'll say,
2: um, mine is a little bit of and, and it's probably gonna surprise people, but I think it just hasn't held up as I've as I've gotten older. Um, I actually Gold? I actually participated in a production of this musical. And played the lead character in a production of this musical. Um, And Mike Watts in the comments has already actually guessed what it is that my movie that I really don't like anymore that is universally loved is. And it is Grease.
1: You were Danny? I was Danny Zuko. Blonde hair and all. You don't like Grease? I
2: did. I find myself not liking it anymore because now I understand everything they're saying and what the story is really about and how the acting really is.
1: Beautiful dropouts. I've
2: come around to a lot of the uh, messages and things, and I just don't know that I enjoy it anymore. Hmm. So there you go. Okay. I've never met anybody else that has ever said that about Greece. No, I I love it. I think a lot of people just hold their nose and ignore that stuff because it's Greece. It's John Travolta and Olivia and John and it's fun and they fly off in a car at the end. <laughs> anyway. You were Danny Zuko? Yeah. How old were you? I was in high school, uh sophomore and junior in high school summer How under. did I not know this? I don't know. It's filed away, it's filed away under Adam's Secrets like I used to teach line dancing that a lot of people don't know. In oh, history. I knew that. This, well, a lot of people in this phase of my life don't know that.
1: How is there a not a picture of this on the wall of Russell? Oh, I'm sure there's a picture of it. No, there wasn't. There. No, I'm saying somewhere. Hold up. Let, let me go back into my files here and see if there's a picture. My mom said I was 13. Okay. Kathy, how is there not a picture of this? <laughs> I've seen every other picture. So there you go. How I need video, Kathy. <laughs> I mean, I know Adam's a little older and there might not have been video around. There's video of it. I need there video, video of, this, of it, Kathy. Yeah. I need video. All right, come on, I know your mom's typing.
2: <laughs> she is. She 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 told me how old I was, so Yeah.
1: But I need there's, video. No, there's no more typing going on though. Kathy and Virgil. Oh wait. I need video, please. Oh, she says we have video. Why was this not on the TV on on Friday on Saturday night? Oh, because we were so tired. I would have we stayed were just awake. too tired. I would have stayed awake for this. Because <laughs> this car is go. H- high dramatic. Hmm.
2: It's grease lightning.
1: A yeah. double grease lightning and to... Okay, I need I need, I need no, this I need this video, Kathy. <laughs> I yeah. need, it. need it. Okay. All right. So certain things might have to disappear. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, come on. We we have mm. we have showed we haven't showed the video. I think we might need to show this video of hey, Meemaw, is that turkey ready? We haven't yeah, showed think, the, we yeah. haven't shown the video yet. We need to do that.
2: If you give me a copy of it, I can queue it up in one of
1: these windows. I mean, I've got the DVD. If you ever come to Huntsville, I'll give you the DVD.
2: You could just record it with your phone and
1: send it to me. I could do that. That's true. Hey, Sherry just joined. Sherry, where have you just been? Just now? O- I know, right? What the heck? It's 11
2: o'clock. We've been doing this for an hour.
1: Actually, it's 10 o'clock.
2: Oh. Well, whichever o'clock
1: it is. We've still been doing it for an hour. I know. Where are we in the time now? A- hour and 16 minutes, Dave. Oh, this has been a long time. <laughs> I hope this uh, this worked out well for the recording. Oh, Sherry just waved at us. Hi, Sherry. Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Sherry. Okay. Anyway. Oh, so, oh we're back. Sorry. We're back. All right. We're so back. I think we're going to wrap it up. So besides Facebook Live and downloading. Oh, hey, John. Uh, Sherry said it's 11 o'clock. Sorry, I fell asleep. I fell. Asleep. Oh, so it is 11 o'clock. She said, she spelled asleep, S-A-S-K-E-E-P. She, she was probably doing like where she's typing and
2: she dropped the phone on her face.
1: <laughs> John Rogers says, hey guys, you know, John What's is up, my John? friend. That's the uh, travel agent for yep. Travelmation. Go to John for any of your uh, Disney travel needs. Uh, there you go, John. I gave you my shout out. Uh anyway, so this is something new we are trying. We're going to try to do the live feed and the recording of the podcast all at the same time. Exciting. I hope it worked out because there were some lulls in the video. Yeah, fingers crossed. If not, then Adam and I are going to have to do all of this over again <laughs> later. No, we'll just have to fill in the gaps. That won't, <laughs> that said, won't sound bad at all. Sherry said, that's exactly what I did, Adam. <laughs> nice. Nice. I had a feeling. All right. So, Adam, besides Facebook Live,
2: yeah.
1: how can they get a hold of Unrelated at Birth? Yeah,
2: so our hope is that if you watch the Facebook Live, if that's the way you decide to to listen to us, you can comment and interject immediately in the conversation, and we'll bring it up. We'll go ahead and talk it while we're recording. Well, we also have the phone number, you've heard us mention it before, 650-UAB-SHOW. If you, if you catch us on Apple Podcasts or however you listen to this after we're live and you got something you want to make a comment about, you can either comment on the post on Facebook still, even after it's published, or you can call 650-UAB-SHOW UAB and leave a comment. So whether you're live or not, we want interaction, we want to hear from you guys, so comment or call us at 650-UAB-SHOW and leave a voicemail with your comment or whatever you'd like to talk about.
1: Yep. Uh, guys, Adam doesn't want me to talk about this yet, but I will say this. We are still working on the Patreon. Um, there's a couple of options. I think by the end of this week, we will have a poll out mm-hmm. on the unrelated at birth yes. listener group, uh, as to if you're going to do part of the Patreon, how would you join the Patreon? Would you be a part of the Patreon? All that fun stuff. Um, do you want to give them a a heads up, Adam? Do we want to kind of... heads up about what? Uh, what we're thinking about doing. Do we no, want to I, I want to wait keep until after dangling? the
2: poll. I want to wait until after the poll. Okay. And then I think we'll have enough to share.
1: Okay, that works. Yep. That works. Uh, I will say this. Virgil, I need a Virgil ask a question Virgil for next question. week. <laughs> uh, so, Virgil, get that to either me or Adam. I know you'll probably get it to Adam. Uh, but, <laughs> I and we need that for next week for the Virgil Ask a question segment. Um, our 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 socials are as follows. You can see them on the the page here in front of you. He is at Runtide Run on both Instagram and uh, Twitter. I am at D Adams four one nine on both Insta and Twitter. Uh, the show is at not related bros on Twitter and at unrelated at birth on Facebook and Insta. Yep. The reason it's not the same is it was virtually impossible to find a combination of unrelated and birth on Twitter. Believe it or not, you would never story. understand <laughs> unless you did the same.
2: But you can do. Go try.
1: You can try. You can try.
2: And if you end up with a good Twitter handle you like better, let us know.
1: Let us know, and we (laughs) might change it. You never know. Uh, I am drinking 1792 tonight. I'll be honest. I don't recommend it. It's not the best. It's good for mixing. Not the best for sipping. Hmm. That's my bourbon plug.
2: I <laughs> like how you put the um, glass down, like a period at the end of a sentence. That was good.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get the guys from uh, the podcast to yep. come on the show, and we can talk bourbon. And I think we're going to try to get Adam to talk bourbon. I
2: don't know he has much to say about it.
1: No, he has one bourbon that he he enjoys every now and then, but not really. Uh, so, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> a lot, let me tell you, a lot
2: of a lot of anything like that is typically like most people feel about the mummy. Meh. That's how I feel about most of that whole genre of beverage.
1: Alcohol as a whole. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Close he's right. Out. He's right about that. I'm going to get yelled <laughs> at the post, uh,
2: no, post show meeting. It's true.
1: I, I just, there's not a whole lot. But anyway. So I will say this guys, thank you for sitting with us, listening to us. Definitely. Um, I would appreciate – you've done a great job on uh, on I, iTunes with the podcast. We, let's still continue to get us to five stars, still continue to put comments there. But I also say let's put some comments out on the Facebook uh, group, the Facebook pod, Unrelated at Birth. Uh, there are ways you can go in and recommend it to other people. Yeah. If you don't mind, tell people why you like our show. Uh, tell people what's good about our show and give us a five-star rating there as well. Um, Any way that we can get the algorithm to tell people about us. (laughs) I just... What? The system. The system. It's all input into the system. The Matrix. The program. So if we won't talk about the Matrix, Will Smith actually turned down the role of Neo to play... Thank in goodness. Wild Wild West, thank
2: goodness. Really? The Matrix would not have been good with with Will Smith. He just—he's the same general character in everything except for the pursuit of happiness.
1: Or nine pounds. Yeah, that's true. Or was it nine pounds or seven pounds? I mean, he's I just kidding. can't imagine. I just can't imagine like Neo flipping
2: through that 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 lobby with bullets flying and concrete shattering, and then he's done. He's like, "Whoo, that was rough." because <laughs> that's like Will Smith you yeah, just it wouldn't have been good.
1: There's anyway. one word that he always says it's a four letter word. D Then he says it with a oh like like that yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: like when the, I don't when, the s- when the baby alien spits up on him in Men in Black type situation.
1: Yep. 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 That's yep. it. So guys we we will say this <laughs> uh com. For all your unrelated at birth needs. <laughs> 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 I like that. All of your unrelated at birth needs. Uh, the, <laughs> a 650 UAB show for the birth line. Um, if you have any birth questions, my mom's the person to ask, not me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but guys, we say this every week and we do truly mean it. We love each and every one of you. You spent an hour and a half with us this week. And that's awesome to us. Yeah. I mean, I know you're in and out, and that's you know we understand. You have lives too. We have lives with our family too. But it's it's really cool that you spend time out of your week too. As the song says, "Lend us your ear holes." And I mean, honestly, we're just two guys that would be talking like this any any old week anyway. It's true but you're listening into our conversation. I mean, honestly, we probably would have had this rotten tomatoes conversation even if it was just you and me listening. And
2: we would have looked up the numbers too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but the beauty of this doing it this way and I hope this sticks because the beauty of doing it this way is yeah, this is a conversation we would normally have, but now we get other people's input into it, and it's only going to make it more rich as we go. So,
1: yep, I'm excited. Exactly. And I don't want to compare us to these two guys yet. But the type of show that we want to create for you guys is a type of Rick and Bubba. I mean, if, I don't know if Central Florida knows who Rick and Bubba is. They should but if they don't. They should. It, they are two, right now, I mean, they are very conservative people. But it's not just the conservatism that we want to copy. It is the, <laughs> the type of show they create. Well,
2: I watch them on YouTube Lives in the morning now, and um – there's a little group, a community that, that comments and talks and interacts. And it's the same kind of thing of where you never know what we're going to talk about next, but whatever it is, we hope it's relatable. We hope you get something out of it. And we want to hear your thoughts on it too. that's the same kind of model. Um, It won't always be, we're not going to follow, like, like Dave said, that exact formula they do. And it's not a copycat attempt. It's more, we want a community of folks that we enjoy talking to and then enjoy talking with us. And they know that we're going to interact with. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy, like, honestly, we said this last week, and I think we're going to say it now. I I know I'm going to say it now. I think Adam will agree with me. I enjoy the podcast, Mm -hmm. but the thing I enjoy the most is we've just started the Facebook Live plug, the Facebook Live, I don't know, demographic. Yeah. I enjoy the interaction with you guys. I enjoy getting to sit here and and communicate with y'all while we are recording. Yep. I think that is one of the most fun things here, and and, you know, Adam and I have good conversation. But then, when you add in everybody that listens to us, that's what makes the show fun. Definitely. So, yeah, man, guys, you know, I don't say this lightly. I know this is just a term that's thrown out there lately, but as DC Talk does say, "Love is a verb." You want you want to wrap it, Adam? No. Okay. <laughs> it's I'll leave in it there, that. but I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. Uh, but honestly, guys, we love you guys. We love the fact that you listen to us. You take time out of your day to listen to us. We hope that you will listen to us every week. If there's something that we're doing that, that you think that we should change, that you have a constructive criticism about, I am Dave at Unrelated at Birth. He is Adam at to birth.com please.com e- of course but please email us don't don't give us a, a bad review on Facebook don't give us a bad review at on iTunes or anything but please email us and tell us what what you think we should change give us that constructive criticism we will take it as just that constructive criticism um, we're new at this game we understand that yeah um we might sound polished but we're not Uh, but we do appreciate the fact that you spend time out of your day to listen to us and to to interact with us. But guys, with that being said, we will see you next week. And we truly mean this. We love y'all and we will talk to y'all later. May the force be with you and roll tide. Bye guys.